Hello, everyone. You're here with Maureen Siddiqui and Alexis Lenahan. Welcome back for another episode of The Unleashed Leader, where we talk about all things leadership and how to break free from what is holding you back so you can truly become limitless. And listen, this episode may have originally aired live to Facebook. So if you want to watch the actual video, be sure you click on the show notes in the description and you can access the link to the video on YouTube. Today, we are coming on with you on the Corner Office Chats. I'm Maureen, and with me is Alexis. So let's get started. Let's go over what the seven high-level characteristics of a leader are, and then we're going to deep dive into three of the most important ones that we feel deserve a little bit of extra time. The seven high-level characteristics of a leader are vision, motivation, service, empathy, creativity, demanding, and management. The characteristic of vision. Now, obviously, a leader has to have vision. Where they're headed, where they want to maybe take their company, where that vision is leading them. Also, they need to know where they currently are. Because as a leader, it's really important to be able to do those self-assessments and measurements to see where are we now, where do we want to go, and then you can start building the pathway forward. But the second part of vision is really important and may not be as obvious to leaders in different positions is a leader has to be able to effectively communicate this, this vision to their team, to their followers. And this is a piece where I think that some leaders struggle being able to actually communicate it. I mean, have you ever been in that position where it's so clear in your head and you know where you're going, you know where you are, you know how you're going to get there. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, there's either there's chaos or you're like, hang on, why aren't we moving together as one unit? And you realize it's because not everybody is as clear as you are. Yes, exactly. I know that this is one of been, has been one of my struggles as a visionary leader myself. So what I've made sure is that I've got a team around me that understands what that vision is and then helps me create the communication. So that's what you want to look at. If that's something that you've struggled with, you see this big vision and you know what the end goal is going to be, is how do you surround your team members around you who also align to it and help you create the communication that needs to go out so that you're able to fill in those gaps? Absolutely. And I think that's something helped uh, Maureen and I, because you're that visionary leader. And sometimes you're going like 90 miles an hour and the rest of us are like, <laughs> we're coming behind you. But once we're caught up to speed, it's so much easier to see why decisions are made or why changes happen or be able to, to contribute more valuably, valuably to the um, to the conversation, to a meeting, to a presentation, that kind of thing. So really, really important to be able to communicate that to the rest of the team. I want to add, um, we had a comment that just came in that the leadership vision helps us as a team feel safe. This is absolutely true. You think about your team. If they don't know what direction they're going, they kind of get this feeling of that they're not safe that they don't know what's happening, that change management is going on, and they don't know where they come into play. So they start doubting themselves. They start maybe asking questions that not are not even relative. So you want to make sure that everybody is very clear and that you're constantly asking, is there any questions around that? So as a visionary leader, 
make sure that your team feels safe. And when they have questions, it's not that they're questioning your vision. It's what part are they going to take in creating that vision is what they're looking for. Absolutely. Amazing. The second one that is really important is the motivation, the characteristic of being able to motivate the individual team members. And in my experience, I feel like this is an area that sometimes uh, leaders can really struggle in. And oftentimes they go by what motivates them. Um, Marine, you and I had this conversation last night about the love languages. It's really about how it's meant for personal relationships. But I used to take this into the context of the corporate office all the time, the corporate environment all the time, and understanding what somebody's love language is. So somebody may, maybe it's words of affirmation is one of them. So people like to hear uh, certain things. Maybe somebody's love languages is gifts or rewards, but we don't all have the same one. So where a lot of leaders fall into the trap is motivating their team how they're motivated. So if you're motivated by a salary increase, if you're motivated by a bonus, or you're motivated by sort of um, a change in your status, that might motivate you to work harder and to get more done and to, you know, move in leaps and bounds. But that might not be what's going to motivate members of your team. So understanding what makes individual people tick and being able to connect on that level is what takes, you know, a good leader to that great leader really, really quickly. Ask your spouse, ask your colleagues. Sometimes you can, like uh, Alex mentioned, you can figure it out just by interacting with them. But that's really a nice uh, key language to know how to motivate your team. Awesome. And then the third one is, uh, is service. And this is one that is uh, really important to me, and it's something that when you know, as a leader, I try and make this one of my very top uh, priorities. And I don't go in there with a mindset of "I'm the leader now, everyone follow." And I go in with a mindset of service. Leaders sort of seek to serve their team in order to make their team as effective as possible. And this is through supporting them to getting to know them, finding out what it is that they need to be successful, not just throwing the task down and letting them figure out how they are going to accomplish it on their own. And there's a balance around this too. So you don't want to be, as a leader, when you're providing service to your team, you do want to set the stage for it that why is it that you? Are wanting to support them? What is it that they really need? And also have them be creative in what solutions do they think that could help them with that? Because people are very quick to complain about all the things that they need. But what you want to kind of lead them into is, okay, you know that this is what you need. Can you tell me that what is it that we could start helping you with so that we can fulfill your need? So it's more of a constructive criticism it's uh, more being proactive in what exactly what it is, because we can sit there and figure it out. But they sometimes if you start asking the right questions, they will actually tell you what exactly would help them fulfill that need. I'm going to pull in one more. I know we, we were only planning on the three, but I think this is so important and it really ties in to this service piece, which is the empathy. And empathy is simply being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And depending on your team dynamic and the type of team that you lead, it's so important to have empathy. And the days of coming to work and just leave your baggage at the door are gone. 
life is so much more complicated now than it was 20 or 30 years ago. There's so many added pressures and really being able to step into the shoes of your team members and figuring out how can I best support this person. And sometimes all that is, is a conversation and not being afraid to sort of cross that personal and professional boundary appropriately, right? So understanding maybe what they might be dealing with, what might be happening outside of work is important and is your business. And you should know what's going on if you're the leader um, of your team. Because if I'm going to be a sort of managing and helping to coordinate and systematize like the work that's being done, how do I know if Maureen is going through something really hard right now? She's in a really hard season at home. And that is going to eke in on her creativity or maybe on her bandwidth. So I don't need to know all the details. I'm not saying that you don't become their therapist, but just a simple check in. Hey, is everything going? Is everything okay? I noticed that maybe you seem a little off this week or, you know, is there anything I can do to support you? Maybe that's just a mental health day and you have to be okay with that. That's what service means to me. I love that you brought this up because this is very, very important. People need to be treated like human beings. So you want to make sure that your team knows that they're supported not only in the professional life, but in their personal life. And like Alexa says, it's not that you're providing them a therapy session. It's just letting them know that if there's anything that you need or you need to take care of, please make sure you take care of that. And what you'll find is that when they know that they're being taken care of on a personal level, they will go the extra mile on the professional level to make sure that they're fulfilling what are the requirements that you've put laid out for them in the team itself. Absolutely. And if you just think back, like if you're in, if you're in a senior management position, you're a CEO, you're a C-suite executive, and you're running a very large team, and it's been a long time since maybe you were at that entry level or you were at that mid-management level, you might be so far removed from all the stresses and pressures in that level. I'm not saying you don't have your own because I know you do, but being able to sort of reconnect and be able to, again, empathize and understand where they're coming from. Like Maureen said, they're going to be more invested. If you think about in your career, a great leader that you had, and you think about why were they so great? The number one phrase I always hear from my clients when I ask this question or who had a great influence on you, things like that professionally. And the reason why is because they cared. They cared, they uh, were understanding, they supported me. Like those are the things we remember. We're not going to remember the awesome Excel spreadsheet that you sent because you thought it was going to make our job easier. We're not going to remember the extra thing you put in the lunchroom for us, but we're going to remember how you made us feel and how supported we felt in that role. And this is something I think that sometimes so easily gets forgotten amidst especially the chaos that's 2020, all the different things that come up, but we're not, I mean, this is not unique, right? Companies and businesses have crises all the time. We go through hard times all the time. You want to be reconnected and double down on your service to your team during those hard times. It's again, it comes back to the human being experience. We're not robots. We do have feelings. We have things that are impacting us, whether it's in the workplace or at home. So really treating your team members as part of that is really, really important. And you will find that you will even find your workplace being more fulfilling in that sense. And there'll be a sense of camaraderie that you would create 
in um, really taking your the productivity of your team to that next level. I love this one. Awesome. Do we want to do one more? Sure. I really think that creativity would be a really good one to talk about too. I know we said we were just going to talk about three, <laughs> but I'm so excited about this topic. Let's go into the creativity. You want to start that us off on that one? So a highly effective leader is creative when it comes to achieving their outcomes. And this is often being able to use your, your imagination to see beyond what's just directly in front of you in order to see what's truly possible for the future. And what a creative leader does really is leverages the skills uh, and the talents of their team members for the maximum good. And so looking beyond sort of just, just you know, right in front of you or this the skills or the, um, the, the characteristics that your team currently possess or that you currently possess and seeing that potential for more and then being able to put in place how you're going to draw that out. Strategy really comes from creativity. And it's exactly what you said. It's like knowing what team players you have, what their strengths and weaknesses are, when you're, you know, coming up to a project or a new um, initiative that you want to implement is putting those pieces in place. That's where the creativity comes in and knowing what the vision is, how it needs to come to come into play, and then utilizing your key players to make that happen. That takes a creative mindset, not just a strategic mindset, but a creative mindset. So that concludes today's seven high level of characteristics of a great leader. We covered vision, the motivation. We went into the service. We also talked about empathy and we also went into creativity. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of The Unleashed Leader with your hosts and high performance coaches, Maureen and Alexis. If you enjoyed this episode and found some inspiration, motivation, or had a great aha moment, then please share it, like it, or review it. And if you have a great comment or a burning question, we would love to hear how we can help. Don't forget to check out our webpage at goalsetcoach.com and find Goal Set Coach on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And to make it easy to find us, you can text GSC to 404-737-3299 and you will get all the links sent to your phone directly. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye now.